0: What's going on, Hogline Nation? Welcome back to the Hogline Podcast. I'm your host, Mitchell Manis, alongside co host Jack Manis. And today you're listening to the 180th, 180th episode of the podcast. Welcome back, folks. Uh, the NFL draft is officially over. It was a fun weekend. A lot of happen, a, a lot of trades. And as you can figure, it was a very important weekend for us, wasn't it?
1: It sure was
0: i recorded the moment when it happens it being kenny pickett being selected by our pittsburgh steeler's 20th overall in the draft and i've watched that video probably at least 50 times and i just can't stop watching it because it's just it was just an insane moment and we'll be getting into that clearly and a lot of other draft recap type of things if you will um I guess we can get right into the quarterbacks and just Kenny in general. Cause I know Jack texted me. I don't know if it was yesterday, or a couple of days ago. He said, can we just talk about Kenny the whole entire episode? And I, I chuckled to myself, but yes, of course, we're going to be talking about Kenny. Pickett. I mean, he's going to um, be the, the, the lead here in this episode. And like I said, he was taught, He was selected 20th overall by the Steelers um no other quarterbacks like they pick 74 which is a huge surprise um but i guess i'll let you have the first word um because you've been clamoring for kenny for months now uh so you can you can go ahead and, and the floor i want goes. you to
1: i want you to prompt me with a question
0: you want me to ask you a question about it anything okay um let me think What will, how many games will he start in 2022?
1: You're breaking up. Do you hear me?
0: I can hear you. Could you hear me? Yeah, now you're good. Okay. My question was, how many games will he start in 2022? Um,
1: 14.
0: Okay. Will it be like? Will he not? Will Trubisky be the starter for the first three games? Get benched because of poor play, injury? How do, how would you see that panning out in that scenario?
1: Um. Yeah. I. I guess somewhat poor play. Um. I mean, I've been asked. I've had discussions about. What do I, want like for? When do I want Kenny's starting point to be? Um. I know he's universally known as the most pro ready quarterback in this draft. And I agree, but I don't see a reason to rush it. Um, If he's not ready, just wait for the perfect time for whenever we think he's ready. And I mean, I I am fully in support of uh, having quarterbacks. I know some people just like to throw them into the fire, but certain situations to call for certain things. Um, but I mean you look back at like some of the greatest quarterbacks they have sat, like Tom Brady didn't start right away, Rodgers didn't start right away, Mahomes didn't start right away. Um yeah, I mean there's also cases the opposite, like Josh Allen started right away, I believe, and he had some issues that he worked out, and he's now one of the probably the second best quarterback in the league. Deshaun Watson started right away. So there are sides two sides of the spectrum here, and it could work out either way. Um I don't know. I'm just so excited.
0: Technically, Deshaun Watson did not start right away. He Tom Savage I thought started. he started for the first he got Tom Savage I... got benched at halftime and they put Deshaun Watson in the second half of okay. the week one game. Um...
1: Uh, okay. I just I just remember that he Watson started the first eight weeks and then he got hurt. Right. I believe. But anyway, yeah.
0: Justin Herbert as well only brought this bird and,
1: brought this burger didn't start right away,
0: right? But yes, I know you're clearly excited. Uh, just a few other general notes on 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 what happened here. This was the lowest a quarterback has gone in a draft. The first quarterback selected that being since, since 19- Manziel. Oh, since 1997. Wow. Um. And other notables, other notable quarterbacks selected Desmond Ritter, 74 overall to the Falcons. Malik Willis, I mean, we're going to talk about that in a second here, but picked 86th overall in the third round to the Tennessee Titans. Matt Correll to the Panthers at 94 overall, and Sam Howell to the Commanders at 144. So, quarterbacks, that was probably the, the main storyline of this draft weekend of how far they really fell. You know, people knew that they weren't going to go as high as they normally do, clearly, but I don't think anyone predicted this, only one being selected in the entire first two rounds and 74 picks. Right. I mean, that was, that's unprecedented stuff right there. Um,
1: and can I speak to a little more about Kenny fitting with the Steelers, unless you have ahead. something to um, no, go ahead. I mean, the Steelers were prepared to, and they made calls to trade up to 15 with the Texans to get them. Texans didn't want to do it because um, they thought they'd miss out on a pool of players that they wanted. Um, Steelers love them. It's I'm sure everyone knows that Steelers and the Pitt Panthers share the uh, same practice facility, obviously share Heinz Field. So no other team is more familiar with Kenny than the Steelers are. Already has a great relationship with uh, Tomlin. Was recruited, um, I believe, recruited by Matt Canada, our offensive coordinator, who formerly a QB coach for Pitt and thinking it was 2016 or 17, 16, I think. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I think, I mean, I had the most biased view, but I think it's a great fit. I mean, Kenny, we talked about it in our mock draft, but um, struggled his first couple of years at Pitt, but uh got the right weapons around him and built the offense around him. And it really clicked for him his final year. Um, I mean, he could not have had more of a perfect senior season. And I was one of Kenny's harshest critics for, I rooted for him as hard, like as hard as anyone, but also a very harsh critic of him his first few years. I mean, he just simply wasn't good. Like wasn't that good. Um, But his mechanics improved tremendously. So it improved tremendously in so many aspects. Um, I also be remiss if I didn't mention that. I mean, it's n- not really uh, it's obvious to anyone watching the Steelers. They've been wanting a mobile quarterback. That's what Tom was stressed in the draft. He wanted mobility, which is why a lot of people thought he would go Malik Willis. But um I mean, Kenny is very mobile himself. His 40 time, I think, is a f- in the 4-7 range, which is pretty good for a quarterback. Um Everyone knows. I mean, he can scramble. He can evade pressure and he can throw on the run, which is uh, something that Tomlin really wants and the Steelers really need. Um, everyone knows his fake slide is, I mean, he took that 75 yards for a touchdown. Um, yeah, his mobility is great. Very accurate passer. Um, I guess a knock you could, well, I mean, he still has decent arm strength, but not like elite arm strength. Um, but that's okay. You can get by without without that. Um, I don't know. I can ramble on for days about Kenny Pickett. So unless you have any other questions, I guess I'll stop, or unless you want to add anything else.
0: Um yeah, I mean I, I I will add. I mean, like I said in the beginning, being at Pitt for that moment was um was something I'll never forget. Uh and I mean I'm I'm glad I was there and it just it felt right. Um it just it right. really did. Uh I mean, I, I don't wanna pretend and like my viewpoint was something else. I would have preferred Willis at the time um, because of the perceived higher upside, and I thought that you needed to swing for the fences, if you will, in, in a star-driven quarterback conference in the AFC. Um, however, it's not an indictment on Kenny. because I even said it in the mock draft episode. I took Desmond Ritter over Kenny Pickett in the mock draft, if you remember. Um, and you know, we had some dialogue about that, and I—it it wasn't me saying that Kenny Pickett was a bad quarterback at all. Um You said the word "perfect" to describe his fifth year at Pitt, and I think that there's no other way you could really describe that. I mean, sixty-two point—sorry, sixty-seven point two completion percentage, over forty-three hundred yards, forty-two touchdowns, 42 and seven touchdowns. interceptions. Uh, I mean, that's as, that's as good as you could. Uh, he he played the best quarterback. He was the best quarterback in college last year. I know Bryce Young won the won the Heisman, yeah. but we said it before, if Kenny was on Alabama, he wins the Heisman. So Easy. he played he played the best quarterback in college uh, quarterback play in college football this year. Um, you touched on his mobility. That's something that that we need and is necessary to succeed in the NFL these days. Um, he can throw on all levels, and yeah, you said, like you said, you can get by without arm strength. I mean, Joe Burrow is, I know he's, Kenny's drawn a lot of comparisons to Joe Burrow with a, a similar collegiate career path, but he doesn't, you know, Burrow doesn't have the strongest arm in the NFL, but he clearly has made it work. He's had a very successful first two years in the NFL, Um What else was I gonna add? And again, above anything else, this has been my main point ever since the pick was made on Thursday night. I give Tomlin and Colbert the benefit of the doubt above anything else. I'm not gonna pretend and sit here like I know more than them. I'm not even close to them. Like, and anyone who's like, any random civilian or fan that just tries to chime in and has a strong opinion on on the pick, then, I mean, I think they're just foolish and mistaken because I think that these guys who haven't had a losing season, and I mean, we haven't had a losing season since 2003. Tomlin's never had one as a head coach in the NFL. Um, consistently drafting high-quality players that make Pro Bowls and, you know, some all-pro caliber players, these guys have earned the benefit of the doubt. And I think if they if they think he's the guy, then he's the guy. And I, I just, I hate when, you know there there was a lot of critics for the for the pick um people didn't agree with it but you have to give these guys the benefit of the doubt because they've earned it and then some they've more than earned it mm-hmm. so that's my main thing um and again i i trust in them fully and um i i i think it's gonna work out i mean i i think i've been i mean clearly when i was younger I would always have the Steelers making the playoffs my NFL predictions. I mean, that's what I feel like any young sports fan does with their own team. They're going to biasly put them into the playoffs. But I feel like over the past I don't know, 6 years or so, something like that, I think I've been very honest with myself of whether I legitimately think the Steelers are going to be uh, are going to have a successful year. Last year I had us going 8 and 9 and missing the playoffs. Um and we did make the playoffs and I've there's been other years where I have us going, I don't know, 10 and six in years past or something like that. I think this is a playoff team this year. Um. In a very simplistic view, you know, 39 year old Ben Roethlisberger, like you're most likely going to find a better option than that. And I think we have found that. And I saw a clip yeah. on, on Twitter today. Someone tweeted out Ben really under throwing I don't know who it was in the playoff game against the Chiefs they're like if the Steelers made the playoffs with this at their quarterback like they're gonna be just fine right so yeah I that that summed it up pretty well
1: yeah Kenny's at Ben missed a good amount of throws last year that I can't imagine Kenny missing I mean compare it translate to or just look at his seniors last season at Pitt he would not miss those throws and also the mobility he adds, um <laughs> eons ahead of what Rollinsberger had at age thirty nine. I mean, just the trade. It's a, it's also a, a trade off. of I mean, Ben was a very smart quarterback. Obviously, a what eighteen year veteran? How many years? How many years did he play? Nineteen. Nineteen? No, no, no. So, you're right. No. You're right. Eighteen.
0: Eighteen. Eighteen.
1: Uh, right. So I mean, there's a little bit of a trade off. Like it's he's Kenny's a rookie quarterback. Um so he probably inevitably will make some mistakes. Um, but he has some ability that Ben does not did not have the latter or the last few years of his career. Um, you think we're gonna make the playoffs? I'll ask you the same question you asked me. How many games does Kenny start? Seventeen. You think he's gonna be week one starter? I yeah, that'd be awesome. I think um, he will.
0: I think he's gonna impress enough to get the job and I'm just I'm so excited. I think this I mean we, we can get into it later. We're kind of going on a tangent away from yeah. just, just the Kenny pick here in terms about the, the team overall. But I was really happy with our draft. Yeah. Um not just the not just the first round, but but beyond. I think the receivers that we got are gonna be really good. And uh I think it's a really it's gonna be a great offense. I really do.
1: I I guess we'll wrap up Kenny here, but it just, I just wanted to get this thought out there because um, we were just talking, mentioned the, I guess, quarterback room, but um, I think having Trubisky in there, um, I think he offers a good amount of wisdom to share to him, to share to Kenny. Um, and I think Trubisky is a good enough guy that he'll embrace that role. I mean, he did last year as a backup. Yeah. no Ryan um, Tannehill. Right. Yeah. We can talk about that later if we want, but, um, I mean, Trubisky, I think is, is young enough and he has some experience, um, and just like unique perspective as like a second overall pick didn't really work out, dealt with, uh, probably you could say a poor organization in Chicago to a good organization the bills and uh yeah so i I think trubisky does have a good amount to offer and i mean i think trubisky is also like not awful so like he'll offer some competition so it's not like kenny's gonna walk in there like knowing he has the week one job like it'll it'll push kenny a little bit which i think is good so i i I do like the dynamic there don't know what mason rudolph offers in this whole thing i i mean we we drafted a quarterback in the seventh round and I believe the Steelers will be get if we do trade uh Mason and trade for anything, we can get a comp pick for like a fifth rounder, or even if we cut him, we save like five million bucks. So I would not be surprised if Rudolph's even in that quarterback room. But um yeah, anyway, I guess we can we can uh end the Steeler quarterback discussion. Is a dream come true. Kenny the Steelers.
0: Yeah, it really is. And yeah, just, just another thing to add. I mean, I think, like you said, all, all all very valid points on Trubisky. And I think at worst, I mean, he's he's got to be, if he's the backup, I think he's a top three backup in the league. He's
1: probably the, I can't think of a better back. I Let me think.
0: Top of my head. Maybe like.
1: Nah, I'd still take Trubisky.
0: Yeah, I think he, I think he becomes the best backup in the league and you know, for some reason, Kenny takes a little bit of time, or you know, maybe he struggles with injuries in, in his rookie year. I think that's a that's as good of a backup plan as you can have. I feel like so. What I guess we sorry, I know we keep saying this, but one final thing I want to say is, uh,
1: I have another final thing.
0: If he wasn't selected by the Steelers, where do you think he would have gone? I don't know. An, I've been thinking yeah. about this a little bit over the weekend. I don't really know. Would there be any quarterback taken in the first round?
1: I mean, what other team? Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, teams could, like the, the Bucks, the Buccaneers could have taken one and, like, you know, sat him for a year. The Vikings could have taken him, taken him and sat him for a year. But I don't know. I don't think a quarterback would have taken the first round.
0: I mean, had it had to have been him because these other guys just didn't they were there and they weren't taken until the third right. round. So unless other teams had Kenny as the number 1 guy, then I don't know. It's it's really it's it's a really fascinating hypothetical to, to think about.
1: Yeah, I hope we're I mean, I don't want to be too naive and think like all teams had Kenny as their number one. But then again, like optimistically from our point of view, I'd like to think that this kind of validates us picking Kenny over the other ones if all the other teams valued them as third rounders or later. Um, interesting, it's an yeah, interesting one.
0: It's something we'll never know but I wish we could see these teams right with these big boards that right. would just be so cool to see and answer so many questions that we're not going to get the answer to. Um. All right, so we're going to move on here. Jack and I are each going to read off some of our favorite picks and not so favorite picks uh, from the first round and beyond. Uh, would you like to start, Jack? You can. Your least favorite, favorite in the first round. You can. Okay. You can go ahead.
1: Um, I know I, I told you I have some holes in my what I had what I'm bringing to the table here, but uh, with this first part, I only have. Two least favorite picks in the first round because later on we're going to talk about winners in the first in the draft and I talk about more there. So I have two picks I did not like from the first round. Um I'll give you my first. Uh my first pick that I didn't like was Drake London to the to the Falcons. Um
0: I was considering having him uh there. It wasn't my favorite pick. He didn't make my list here, but I again I do agree. I I, I was considering it.
1: Um, uh, just because wide receivers are easier to come by and the Falcons could have traded back, um, to get a just a talented wide receiver, in my opinion, and acquired more capital. Um, they also have a ton more holes that I feel like wide receiver wasn't really the, the position they should have gone for their first pick. Honestly. Although I, this is what I had in my mock draft. I had them taking him. I mean, just be, I only made that pick just based off, like, rumors, so I kind of thought that would happen. Um, But I don't really agree. I think they should have went with another positional need. And, yeah, I mean, for the reasons I said. Wire series are easier to come by. They could have traded back a little bit, even got one in the second round that I think could have worked out. I know they kind of need a Calvin Ridley replacement because he's not going to be there this year and probably will get traded. I doubt Calvin Ridley will play another game for the Falcons. Um, so, yeah. I, there's just so much. This team, that team has so many holes that well, YRC they didn't think was the picket number eight overall.
0: Yeah, I really do agree. And I think personally, I think London was probably my – third or fourth receiver in this class and like you said i mean if they could have traded back although there was that the the report that teams a lot of teams are trying to trade back and there weren't many suitors to trade up so maybe Mm -hmm. they attempted to and they they were unsuccessful Mm -hmm. and they decided to take their guy anyway that's certainly a a possibility yeah but but yeah i I do agree with you said that's not the direction i would have went. one of my least favorite first round picks Similarly to you, I had this person correct in my mock draft, Uh, but is not what I would have done because I also did pick for this team in our, in our mock draft episode two episodes ago.
1: And did you pick this player?
0: No, no, I did not. Oh, okay. Hence why he's on my least favorite uh, first-round pick.
1: Right. One of Makes them.
0: Uh, it's Derek Stanley to the Texans.
1: Okay. I was uh, going to mention that, but okay.
0: I did mention him last week in our episode with my bold predictions. And you know my, my bold predictions or hot takes whatever you want to call them aren't necessarily exactly how I feel on a player. I just maybe more of an exaggerated opinion on a player. That's kind of the essence of all bold predictions, if, I guess. Um, but I think the concerns are somewhat valid with him. I think the injuries and the in, inconsistent play over the last two seasons. I think is is a little bit of a red flag. Just, you know, to take him at number three overall, at least. You know, if you're getting him mm. in the middle of the first round, that's a little bit of a different story. If they if they got him with their other pick, which was originally 13, I believe they traded back to 15. Uh, so if they got him there, I would have liked the pick a little bit more. Uh, just number three, when all you know, there's a lot of talent that's clearly still available on the board. I mean, Sauce Gardner goes one pick later, Kayvon Thibodeau two pick uh, two picks later. Um, I mean any of the tackles none of them had gone yet and i just think that any of those would have been better picks than stingley um kyle hamilton who i picked in the mock draft would have been a better pick in my opinion so i didn't really agree with that however i'm glad i got it right for our mock draft because i just i just heard buzz that he was potentially going to go at three and the texans had him as the number one corner in the class which ended up being correct Um, I just, it's not something I would have made, and it was, it was one of my least favorite picks in in the draft, and I, overall, I I didn't really love what the Texans did, had a real opportunity with having two first round picks in the upper half of the first round, also, Um, I don't really think they capitalized on it, but, hey, what do I know, and we're not going to find that out, whether it was a successful draft or not, um, for, you know, a couple more years, so.
1: Yeah, I, I could I completely agree with you. I was thinking about putting the uh, Stingley pick as one of what I didn't like. Um, it's kind of interesting. Like we talked, I don't remember if we talked about it or I don't know. But he had a great twenty nineteen, and
0: he's the best corner in college football in twenty nineteen.
1: Right, and in the past two, like he was a, a top recruit and then had a fantastic season, like freshman season, 2019. And then the past two seasons, he, between like COVID um, injury and whatnot, he just like, I mean, hasn't really like produced and like played as much. And a lot of people think, and I could imagine it's because like he had such a good, like such a good prospect and such a good rookie season. Like they was already kind of set in stone that he was going to be a top pick in the draft and they did not want to risk i don't know like there was just no need for him to play much more um which is kind of interesting when you we see that a lot about quarterbacks that like i feel like it's like set in stone early in there sometimes in the early in like a quarterback's college career that like oh he's gonna be like spencer rattler for example like he was supposed to be like a top pick a number one overall pick this year um but then like he didn't really prove it the past year and he obviously the situation completely different like i feel like it's like the opposite for that where a lot of hype in the beginning of his college season college career and then like fizzled out and like didn't play as much like that wouldn't fly for a quarterback i just thought that's interesting that like the nature of the position it works out that way um but i'll transition and you just mentioned it my other pick I didn't like was the Texans' other pick, uh, Kenyon Martin, the guard at A and M Green and Kenyon Green. Kenyon Martin is what
0: basketball player I think former basketball yeah. player.
1: Um, anyway, Kenyon Green. Sorry. Um, similar to why I didn't like the Falcons' pick, they just have so many other holes. I thought it was kind of a waste on a guard. Um, like I thought there was a lot of other talent on the board that could have made more of a difference for the Texans team going forward. Like. I- the Texans had two first round picks and came away with stingley who i mean had we talked about a bunch but has the potential but i could see that like very likely like not panning out just for like the red flags that we talked about and also for uh just a guard that's gonna get i mean no knock against king green (laughs) like i feel kind of bad saying it's like a I don't like the pick, but like he could still be like a good guard, it's just like a guard, and it's ultimately not the most important position on the field, even though I harp on offensive line a ton. Offensive line is very important, but the tackles are more important, I'd say. So, um, and aside from that, I, I feel like they could have gone with like a DN, like Carl just J. Marion Johnson were on the board, um, yeah. I, that's that's pretty much all I got and you I you just said you agree you didn't think it was a great pick either.
0: Right I mean again it I think like maybe if they went with a. sauce gardener Jermaine Johnson combo or. Maybe oh, yeah
1: a, a ton but I would have liked that a lot or like.
0: like Ikea Aquanu and Jermaine Johnson or something like that or mm-hmm. uh, a Aquanu and even like Devin Lloyd. I know he went towards the end of the first round, but I still would have liked that a lot better. So I just think there's a lot of options they could have went that I would have preferred, but hey, again, what do I know? This is why draft grades are, are kind of pointless in a way cuz yeah. No, no one knows anything. Um Yeah, this is dumb. All right. Uh do you have another least favorite pick? I have one more. No. Nope, oh, you those gave are my two. you gave uh, Ken Young Green and um yeah, and Drake yeah. London, Yeah. And Jake London. Right. Uh, my other least favorite was Trevor Penning. Uh, if you listen to our mock draft episode, I don't think it'd be a surprise because I also kind of um, spoke negatively of him as a prospect and I, I still have the same opinion two weeks later. Uh, I think the level of competition that he plays is going to be a rough adjustment going from not division one football to the NFL. I know you can't always say that with prospects, Uh, just playing at a smaller school, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I think it will in this case. I also mentioned on the other episode that he was flagged 16 times in 12 games, which is a lot. And it's concerning, there's been, you know, sometimes he kind of plays through the whistle and that's gonna cost him penalty yards in the NFL. And that's not what teams want. Um, I think he only got hype because of a senior bowl. I think that played a large factor in him rising up teams boards. Um, And I just, I don't know. I I know the Saints needed that position. They needed to replace Teron Armstead and solidify that offensive line. I just don't, I don't know. I don't really think this was the pick. I think I would have probably preferred Tyler Smith. I know a lot of people were saying they didn't like that pick for the Cowboys either. But I think I would have preferred him or if they maybe would have addressed it in the second round or something like that and gone elsewhere. But I just, I don't know. I don't like the pick. I think he's going to be a bust.
1: I, I agree. I I don't have too much on again. I I said it. I think last um, episode. I mean I, I don't. I'm trying to pretend that I'm. In a, I I can scout offensive linemen very well. I guess I could if I took the time, but I honestly I don't. But I trust your judgment on that. Um, and yeah, I, they could have gone different offensive line or honestly a different position of need. Like I, I really thought they were going to get a quarterback, and a lot of other people did, but they didn't um yeah agreed
0: right um and yeah i mean similar to what you just said i i don't i'm not going to try to pretend like i know everything on offensive line play i just try to defer to other people that i trust and there's a few people that i that i follow on social media that aren't the biggest fan of his and his play style so Mm -hmm. that's what i'm going with let's Uh, shift to a more positive tone and who who we liked in the the first round. Let's stop raining on these guys' parades. Um, What's a pick that you did like in the first round?
1: Uh, You go. I didn't have – I saved the picks that I liked because we're going to talk about biggest winners of the draft. I have a couple teams that I wanted to highlight there that, like, I like a collection of their picks. So, like, I don't want to, like, overlap. So, I want you to – if you have individual picks you like, give, give them to me now.
0: Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, First one, Aiden Hutchinson. I mean, pretty obvious okay. the second pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Um, If I had the first pick and I was the Jaguars, I would have picked him and you would have as well. Cause you had the Jaguars pick mm-hmm. Uh, he's explosive. He's got superstar potential. I think he's going to be a great cult cultural fit in Detroit. And I'm getting really excited for the lions. I know I, we also talked about it last episode. Um, but I have re- I'm, I'm really starting to think that this thing can turn around. I know it was looking pretty dire this time last year and people were like, oh man, I don't, I don't see how Detroit's going to ever get out of this hole. But, and I know the only one, whatever, whatever it was three games last year, but I think there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic. If you're a Lions fan, I know that's just like, <laughs> I heard that one before. <laughs> I know. I know that that's probably really tough to hear. And if anyone, is a Lions fan is listening to me say that they're probably like, yeah, right guy get lost. Like it's never going yeah, to, I don't know. I just, I have a good feeling about this. And I think I read a stat. It was like, oh, I, I don't remember what it was, but it, it was something like within the past five years, only these quarterbacks have this certain criteria. And it was Tom Brady and Jared Goff. I thought that was funny. Um, <laughs> So
1: they faced him in the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, they did. But uh, I really like this pick. I think the the Lions had to have been really happy when he was there too. Um, and I, I think it's going to be a home run. So, and it, it we t- I mean the Lions' defense is still lacking a lot, and it's it's going to take more than just Hudson, Hutchinson. But this is this is a a giant step in the right direction. So,
1: I agree. I I want
0: to get one where we don't agree with.
1: We agreed every time, but. Um,
0: it's not going to stop here because my next pick is Kyle Hamilton. so
1: okay, here we go. Um, <laughs> but quickly just briefly on the uh, on the lines. Uh, defense still has some holes as you said, but I, I I agree with you, I think they're trending in the right direction. and uh fun little offense they got. We talked about it last uh, episode and like they add James Williams at pick 12 who they trade up to get and he was my favorite wide receiver in, in this draft um I like the wide receiver room with Jamison Williams uh Almond Ross St Brown and, and Chark and they also have uh Hawkinson who's one of the best pass catching and just I I feel like he's a top five tight end in the league they have DeAndre Swift who you could he's probably a top five running back could be in the league um and I mean Jared Goff you've seen in the past he's he can like he if he has a lot of weapons around him he can support an offense so um
0: yeah. yeah, top ten offensive line. Jamal Williams, good depth in the rec- in the running back room too. So the offense, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's got some life. Right. Kyle Hamilton, hate that he's a Raven, but got to yeah. give credit when credit's due. Uh, it was a fantastic pick. I picked him third in our mock draft, and he goes, what was it, twelfth? They had the twelfth pick, I 14. think. Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, exactly. Wow. Um, I mean, I, I. I'm not going to say anything else that I hadn't said already before two weeks ago, but there's not really any weaknesses to his game. We don't care about the 40 time. Uh, it's just, Mm -hmm. it's like beating a dead horse. We just, it's, it's so insignificant. Uh, and it's just, man, the Ravens secondary is loaded. Now they got uh, Marcus Peters, Marlon Humphrey, Kyle Hamilton, Chuck Clark, Mark, they signed Marcus Williams from the saints. Right. I mean, they, they should have a top three pass defense in my opinion
1: yeah um we don't need to write be a dead horse on hamilton we love we both love him. um and i guess i can use this to uh i have a couple teams that i thought were winners of the draft ravens were one of them um and they they select hamilton uh then trade away Marquise brown and get a first back which is great value i mean we now know why the cardinals were so uh aggressive in getting receiver because of the hopkins news but um they use that the Cardinals first round pick 23, I believe, to draft Linderbaum. Um, and then in the second round, they get Ajabo. And that's arguably, I mean, obviously Ajabo's injury knocked him down a little bit, but they arguably got like the number one prospect at three different positions with a their a first and then a first they trade up to trade traded to get again, and then their second-round pick. So I thought the Ravens had an incredible top half of the draft. I mean, maybe a whole – I didn't really dive deep into what they did in rounds three through seven, but um, just – I thought they had a really good draft just for those three picks.
0: Yeah, they really did. Um, The only thing you could say is, I mean, first, Lamar's pissed uh, that they got rid of uh, Brown. And also, I mean, that receiving room is – very unproven now they're putting a lot of faith in Rashad Bateman Uh they for their sake they better really hope that he you know picks up the where the production is gonna be lacking because I don't know I mean i not not just saying this because he's on my dynasty team but Marquise Brown has been a I don't know he hasn't been an elite elite receiver receiver like these um other people in his class have been like AJ Brown and DK Metcalf and Debo Samuel and Deontay, but he's been, he's been solid. He's not, he's, I think he's underrated and uh I think that they could potentially be missing that mm-hmm. unless, unless, you know, Bateman really takes a giant step forward in his sophomore year, uh sophomore season, excuse me. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, they, they knocked the draft out of the park.
1: And Brown is probably underrated because of fantasy. Like he, just the the nature of the type of receiver he is, he's not going to put up a ton of fancy production. Like he stretches the field, he's a deep threat, um, and you know that's not Lamar's strong suit. So, uh,
0: yeah, I'm so I'm so excited to see what he's going to do in Arizona, especially now yeah. that he's going to be the main receiving target in the first six games of the year. So mm-hmm. that's going to be really exciting to watch.
1: Right, and also they have Mark Andrews, so he's a top pass catching tight end and they're primarily a running team anyway with Lamar and Dobbins um, presumably so I think the Ravens will be just fine. Um,
0: oh, I do too. Unfortunately,
1: I mean, for our sake as Steelers
0: fans. I do too. They're my yeah. early pre- I made I made my post draft NFL prediction Uh and I had them winning the north, so I, I, think, they're yep. be, uh, I think they're going to be I think they're gonna be just fine.
1: North is gonna be so good.
0: Yes, it will. Uh All right, where should we go next. Um, we've said our favorite and least Sarah picks in round one, you've said your biggest winner team. Uh, let me transition to a pick that I really liked. I mean, I won't spend too much time on it. It's Desmond Ritter. Uh, I think he's in a great situation to beat out Mariota. I mean, there's a reason why Mariota hasn't been a starting quarterback in almost three years. Uh, I think he has all the intangibles. I think there's no glaring weaknesses in his game, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know, accuracy you can point to a little bit, but I think he's going to be good. And it's certainly, clearly, I mean, we just kind of pooped on the Falcons for like a minute there in the beginning of the episode. It's not a deep skill position group by any stretch of the imagination. But they do have two young, high-potential guys in, in London, and, and Kyle Pitts had a really pretty solid uh, rookie season. So something to build on a little bit there. Um, and I, I do think that Arthur Smith is a little bit unfairly criticized. I mean, this team did win seven games last year. I know that's not a lot, but this risk roster is terrible, and they still won right. seven games. So. I don't know. I mean, I just, I think he's, I don't know. I think he's a good coach and I think that he deserves, you know, a little bit of of credit for maybe building something here. I, I don't know. I know they're really bad, but I mean, especially if Ritter pans out how I think he will, I think that this, this team could be okay. And I know they took him in the third round and, you know, a lot has to go right, but. I don't think it should be, it shouldn't be anyone to anyone surprised if they've been listening to me for the past month that Desmond Ritter's is my favorite pick here. So we can move yeah. on.
1: Here. I'll just say real quick about that. Um, getting kind of tired of you talking about Desmond Ritter. Uh, I, I
0: think, so, yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but I, I have to imagine you like it more as a third round pick than a first round pick.
1: I do. Yep, I do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that the all these quarterbacks falling to the third round, I think is a, a couple ways you can think about it, but I think it's a great thing for these teams. Like to get a quarterback that I, I think sh- quarterbacks should be valued more. These quarterbacks, sorry, should be valued more in third round. Like it's just good value. That's essentially what I'm getting at for him and Willis in the third round. Um, I mean, I'm not going to get my ho- – I wouldn't get my hopes up too high about Ritter. Um, just in my opinion, I think you said there's no glaring weaknesses in his game, but I don't think his ceiling is very high. He got an NFL player comp, ironically enough, to Marcus Mariota. Um, I kind of think that's a little accurate. Um, like I could see that happening. Um, yeah. So my expectations for Ritter are less than yours. Also, thought it was funny that he's <laughs> that's all mean that. I'm sure you saw the quote that he said, like "I'm not going to leave Atlanta until we go to Super Bowl" or something along those lines. And then there was a, a subtweet saying, like, "Is is Vitter River immortal?"
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, also like like you said, with with Malik Willis, the fact that he goes in the third round. I mean, people said all along over the past few months, like. Malik Willis is boomer busts, like, but now it's just so much less risk. Like if he doesn't pan out, it's just your third round pick. Like it's not not really going to set your franchise back.
1: A lot of third round picks don't pan out and bust. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But if he works out, then he's a franchise quarterback. So. Yeah. And you're going to be paying him even less money than like a rookie contract quarterback that goes in the first round. Like I have to imagine a third round rookie is way less expensive. Oh like yeah. What, like what was Dak making before he got a massive deal? Like probably nothing. Uh, right? Yeah. Hardly anything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So this one's this one's fun. This is my least favorite pick in rounds two through seven. Well, it wasn't
1: oh, okay. That was your favorite picks round two through seven. That was your least favorite. I have two picks that two picks that I like from rounds two through seven.
0: Okay. Uh do you want to go first?
1: Uh, sure. Yeah, I'll give one. Uh, Kobe Bryant, Seahawks round four. Um, yeah, we were talking
0: about that right, right before he was selected.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah. Right before the draft started on day three on Saturday, I said like Steelers should, cause quarterback is at least I thought was a position of need for the Steelers. And I thought Kobe Bryant was incredible value in the fourth round. Um, unfortunately he was taken before the Steelers could pick in the fourth round. Um, I liked him a lot uh, in Cincinnati. I mean, before, like, these mock drafts came out and people, uh, like, just kind of following the Cincinnati team throughout the this past season, like, but I, I again, I'm not, like, I wasn't evaluating them, like, too hard, but I, I thought they were pretty comparable between him, Kobe Bryant, and Sauce in that secondary. Like, I just thought they were, like, a pretty dynamic duo. And Kobe Bryant won the Jim Thorpe Award, which is best defensive back in – uh in the country so i mean to do that i mean or anyone do that's impressive let alone um being on the in the same secondary as sauce Gardner, who was the fourth overall pick i think that's even more impressive um so i think that was tremendous value for the seahawks a team that has a ton of holes can use anything um i mean i could really see him being a cornerstone of that defense um for many years to come and they're going to really need that um of just how bad they are. Uh so yeah that's what I got. That's my first one that I really liked. Later round pick that I really liked.
0: Yeah certainly wouldn't be the first time the Seahawks hit on a on a day day two or three uh secondary player. Yeah. I and mean, you think back to the about 10 years ago when they drafted the Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman and all, all those guys and the, they got some value there. So all right. Um my pick that I did not like. Second round pick by the New England Patriots, Taekwon Thornton. Okay. Uh, I feel like he was only drafted because it was 40 time. He ran a 4.2840. 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, And he was projected to be a day three pick. And they picked him in the round two. So similar to their first round pick in Cole Strange, I think they reached on him. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what the Patriots do, I guess. And I just kind of did some research on their... How bad we all know it's bad, but how truly terrible it's been. Had they been at wide receiver drafting, mm-hmm. uh, so here it is the wide receivers that were drafted by the Patriots in the first four rounds of the draft between years 2003 and 2019. I'm going to list them off to you. Are you ready?
1: Boy, okay,
0: Bethel Johnson. That name sounds made up, first of all, Chad Jackson, not Chad Johnson, Chad Jackson. <laughs>
1: I don't know either of those, okay?
0: Me neither. Brandon Tate.
1: I'm sorry, what rounds are these in? One through four. Oh, one through four, okay.
0: From the years 2003 to 2019. Okay. Bethel Johnson, Chad Jackson, Brandon Tate, Taylor Price, Aaron Dobson, Josh Boyce, Malcolm Mitchell, and Nikhil Harry.
1: Yeah, I don't know most of those guys.
0: I only know Malcolm Mitchell and Nikhil Harry.
1: Now, was... um. Wes Welker, not a uh, – was he that late-round
0: pick? Yes, he must have been. Okay.
1: Obviously, Edelman was, I think, a seventh-round picker undrafted. He was. Interesting.
0: Um, But also, guess – so I have all eight those, – those are eight guys I just listed. All eight of those guys' careers combined, here's their stats.
1: Hey, what about Cordero Patterson?
0: He wasn't drafted by them. Really? No, okay, all eight of those guys' careers combined 209 catches, 2,709 yards, and 22 touchdowns. Wow, (laughs) in their careers combined, that is just that is that's got to be historically bad. And who
1: would you draft Nikhil Harry ahead of?
0: Uh, AJ Brown and DK Metcalf, and technically Debo Samuel, too, and Deontay, but Deontay and Debo weren't really in the, in the upper first round rookie draft conversation. It was, it was mainly AJ Brown and, and DK cause they went immediately after him and so, Terry. Yeah. But he was also a second round pick in the, in the rookie draft. So you can't really blame me too much for that, but you can certainly for the AJ Brown and Metcalf. So
1: yeah. Okay.
0: I've learned my lesson. I'm never touching a Patriots receiver ever again, especially after researching and coming up with this. <laughs> set, so,
1: right um yeah sorry
0: no go ahead your other player that you liked in rounds two through seven
1: um we might have mentioned it I mean we talked about quarterbacks but I like Sam Howell in round five um now it's not often statistically everyone knows that a quarterback outside of round one even is not likely to pan out but there are some cases like Russell Wilson Dak Prescott uh, Tony Romo was a seventh or undrafted or seventh round pick. Kurt Warner wasn't drafted, so I mean, there are some uh, exceptions. And I'm not I'm not gonna say Sam Howell's in. I'm gonna go to and like say it's gonna happen that Sam Howell's gonna turn out like one of those guys I just mentioned. But um, he had why a lot of uh, like way too early mock drafts like around this time last year for the 2022 draft. Like some had him at the first overall pick. Sam Howell had a very good, uh, very good start to his college career this past year. A lot of guys at UNC left. um, So I mean, he struggled and his stats struggled. Um, But I mean, he could be a guy where if you surround him with enough talent, um, which I do think the commanders are, with with Terry, Jahan Dotson, and Gibson, like I think they have some pieces. Um, Logan Thomas is a solid pass catcher as well. Now, granted, I mean, Wentz is going to presumably be their starter, but we've all seen Wentz struggle the past couple years and could be replaced by a backup. And um, I don't know. I, I think there's some intrigue there, and I think in the fifth round, this is a it's a really great value to get a guy who once was like a top NFL prospect I mean again early in his college career but um yeah I don't know what what do you think about it I there probably isn't much thoughts on it I mean it's a pretty low risk pick and I mean he may never see the field but I think uh it could potentially like pay pay solid dividends for them if things fall fall a certain way
0: yeah i mean, 100% fifth it's fifth round we're talking and yeah, I mean, if you said this time last year, right, even before going into this this final season here, he'd be a top ten pick, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's that's certainly worth it, especially when your quarterback position is not like locked up by any means. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it, it's it's a good good pick.
1: I mean, if you they if you put it in like trade value terms, like they valued Wentz as a third rounder and only value how is two rounds less. So, I mean, maybe the competition is, there could be a competition that people aren't even speculating. So I don't know.
0: Yeah. Who knows? All right. Uh, Do you have any other team or player winners overall from, from this draft? yeah you said the uh ravens right you said the ravens
1: ravens were a team i want to highlight the biggest winner from the draft. um i'll go i'll let you go first because i have two more team like winners like I, that i like their draft a lot so you can go first
0: yeah i mean pretty consensus here but eagles um
1: yep. that's what i had one of them
0: yeah you, can, you can't deny it i mean they really killed this draft of uh, aj brown was a was a home run trade um and, you know, I mean, the knock on them, it's been a running joke, but, you know, that they're not good at drafting receivers. But hey, if you're not good at drafting them, then go out and get an established veteran who is absolutely fantastic. And it only costed you a first and two fourths and a fifth, I think. So, yeah,
1: for, yeah, something like that. Yeah.
0: So it's, you make that trade seven days out of the seven days of the week. Like that's, that's a no brainer right there. Um, and they're just, really just surrounding Jalen Hurts with everything he has to to you know make him flourish and take the team to the next level, you know winning playoff games. Um they got Jordan Davis with their first pick in their in the draft there and you know I, it's hard not to like that pick as well. The Eagles usually do defend the run pretty well and they just build on that strength and get a replacement for fletcher Cox when he decides to uh to move on um and then they get nakobe dean in round three um and mm-hmm. I, I know he has a, a concerning medical history and that's why he fell but it's it's well worth the risk in round three we've kind of just said it a couple of times here how if your third round pick doesn't pan out it's not the end of the world it's not franchise debilitating uh mm-hmm. and for a player that was, many argue the best player on the on one of the best defenses of all time in college football i think that's uh you got to do that so and they right. also got a center in, in round 2 which could potentially be a uh
1: jason kelsey replacement
0: exactly so yep. really i think those were really really solid picks that not only can help them build depth now but really pay dividends in the in the future so it's uh it's- you know, obviously it'd be better for us if the Eagles messed up the draft, but you know, Howie Roseman has really shifted his narrative, I guess, if you will. I feel like sure. people are really starting to come around to him now. Whereas a year and a half, two years ago, people people would be extremely upset if if, if you fast forward to 2022 and, and Howie Roseman was still the GM of the Eagles. So right. it's really shifted. Mm-hmm.
1: Um yeah, I agree that uh I won't echo everything you said because I agree. Um I the AJ Brown trade was magnificent. I mean, any pick that um Harry Roseman doesn't need to make is a benefit for the Eagles. Um getting an established star and one that I love. And I mean, you can't he's an incredibly talented wide receiver. Um I mean, that's a pretty good wide receiver, Joe. And you got A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith. So hats off for that trade. Um, And, yeah, the other two picks I thought were very good, too, and Jordan Davis and Nicobe Dean. Um, Right. Uh, I guess that's it. I'll go into my final team that I think is the biggest winner of the draft. It is the New York Jets, Um, a team that, like a lot of other teams that we talked about, have a ton of holes um and they covered a lot of bases with their their three first round picks i know they started with two um the fourth and the tenth i believe and then they traded into the first round the end of the first round to get um jermaine johnson um and obviously saw set for garrett wilson at 10 um three players i like a lot and yeah i mentioned it it's just they covered a lot of bases with it. Like they still have some work to do. Um, but I mean, as a position group for, we'll start with wide receiver. I think that pairing him and Elijah Moore, that's very good for uh, helps development of Zach Wilson. Um, they add uh Oh, Brees hall. Sorry. They read Brees hall and still have Michael Carter and it's a solid backfield for him to work with. Um, Didn't they sign 10-end? Ozama they did, I think. Um, But (laughs) there's some pieces there for Zach Wilson to work with, and which they spent a second overall pick on him. They need to help his uh, development as much as they can. Um, And the defense is a lot of holes, but as I I talked about earlier how much I liked Jermaine Johnson, I think that was a great pick there to trade back into the first round. I thought he fell a little bit. What what pick did they select him at? Do you remember? Was it like early 20s or mid-20s?
0: I think twenty-six or something.
1: Okay. Yeah. I thought that was good value there. Um and sauce is great. We already talked about him. So I uh, I thought the Jets had a very good draft.
0: Yeah, you mentioned uh for the Ravens, how you think you, you could argue that they drafted the top guy at two positions. You could three argue three
1: positions it. for the Ravens.
0: Oh a ajabo too a job with the injury. You can make yeah. that argument for the Jets with four positions with Gardner, uh Garrett Wilson, Jermaine Johnson, and and Brees Hall. Sure.
1: Yeah.
0: So and I think there was rumors that the Jets had Jermaine Johnson as the top guy, a top edge rusher on their board anyway. So because mm-hmm. there was there was rumblings of him being selected at the, four, 10. At the four spot. Even the first four spot. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I think. I mean, not much to be happy if you're an, an, an New York Jets fan over the past couple decades, but uh, I think you you got to be rejoicing after this weekend that things mm-hmm. are looking looking uh, more positive. Yep. All right, uh, my. I don't want to spend too much time on my team that I thought was the biggest loser. Cause it was the Patriots. And I kind of talked about them a lot with my Ty Kwan Thornton, uh, discussion there. Um, but their picks didn't really make much sense. Uh, they could have had Devin Lloyd and that would have, or Jimmy, if they originally had picked 21, they traded back to pick 29 to pick Cole strange, which at least they traded back and got some additional draft capital. If they would have picked him at 21, that would have been even worse. Um, but still, if they stayed put at 21, they could have had Dave, Devin Lloyd, they could have had Jermaine Johnson, could have had Linderbaum, uh, and just a, a ton of other players that would have been better and would have fit like more positional needs for them. Because off, their offensive line is already a top seven to 10 unit, in my opinion, in the NFL.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I don't know. I think they need linebacker help, and Devin Lloyd would have helped that tremendously. So... Didn't really make much sense to me. They also drafted a quarterback, I think, in round four, which okay, you have Mac Jones, like you drafted him right. in round one. Like I kind of a waste. Like, why are you wasting a fourth round pick there? Didn't make much sense. Uh for your franchise sake, you hope that guy never sees the field because you want Mac Jones to pan out. Right. Uh it just nothing really made much much sense, but hey, it's the Patriots. So again, talking about Giving someone the benefit of the doubt, I think they deserve that. Uh but still, I mean, it's not just me. A lot of people are, are left scratching their heads on this one. Right. Agreed. Do you have a, a loser? Team? Uh anyone.
1: Um, I forgot. I still have a couple of winners that I didn't mention. Um, but loser, uh, if I had to pick a team, I guess I'm gonna <laughs> Gonna go Jaguars. Um, mm. you know the, I picked for them in our mock draft. I would have went Hutchinson, and I don't know. The more and more I think about it, the more and more I feel like, like this is gonna be a first overall pick that could just be lost in the shuffle, and like it's gonna be like a head scratch. Like, oh wow, he went first overall. Um, I just really don't trust. Uh, I mean, this pick is largely banking on potential, and like I don't trust the Jaguars' coaching staff and organization to de- properly develop a prospect like this to reach his potential. Um, like I think Hutchinson is a more a safer bet. I think it would have been a, definitely more of a pick there. Um, and I feel like, I mean, I don't know. This is kind of stupid, you could say, but. Like Jaguars kind of just need like a face of the franchise. And I mean, just because of Hutchinson, who, how productive he was in college and him being a, as a finalist, like every, a lot more people know of, a lot more people are going to recognize Aiden Hutchinson's face than Trayvon Walker's face just because like he was just more nationally known, Hutchinson. So, I mean, again, what does that really mean? Like if a player is good, who cares? But uh, I just feel like as an organization, the Jaguars need kind of needed that aspect as well um yeah and i also I mean, you mentioned Devin lloyd and i don't hate Devin lloyd i just kind of question them trading back into the first round to select him now a lot of people think or have i i feel like i've heard and read a couple like people not liking that pick just because uh they think that the the way the nfl is going like it an off-ball linebacker like that is kind of de- like it's losing. It's not the it hasn't had the value as it once was. I still think there is value in having a linebacker with that skill set. Like they needed to replace a Miles Jack that they lost. So that kind of player, he's gonna, he's gonna be. I assume. Um, so I don't hate Devin Lloyd, but I don't know about trading back into the first round to get him. Um. So yeah. Those are my loser, and it's a it's a shame a team that I would want to root for. Me being a future Jacksonville resident, I want to uh, I want to root for the Jags. I still will, but not too optimistic. After I mean, they had the first overall pick. I feel like you should be happier with the draft that they had. But a lot of a lot of interesting moves they made in all season with this free agency.
0: Yeah, they certainly decided to go more risky. I mean, uh, Hutchinson would have been the safer pet for sure. So. Mm-hmm my other loser and this is not an indictment on the player um just the situation that he now finds himself in uh it's not the player is the loser i guess it is but it's also uh his fantasy owners as well but michael carter fantasy owners
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um again i i like michael carter i think he had a pretty solid rookie season for when he was actually healthy and was getting the volume that he that he should be getting uh, I think he did pretty well with it. And I, I liked him coming out of college too. I think he was a fantastic receiving back. Um, it's just any any team that picked Brees Hall, they, um, I, I was very worried uh, with it, having Devin Singletary on my dynasty team. Luckily, I avoided the big ones in, in Kenneth Walker, Brees Hall. Um, you know, the Bills still drafted James Cook, but that's besides the point. I'm just glad it wasn't Brees Hall because he's, he's a, he's got Jonathan Taylor type potential of being a true workhorse, dominating running back. And this really severely, severely limits Michael Carter's upside here um, to just maybe primarily a third down back at this point, like just that, like, and I mean, he he could, he could be completely forgotten. I mean, I don't know if he's going to be completely forgotten. If, if anything, maybe he'll get released and eventually and find himself another opportunity but it just sucks because a lot of people probably picked Michael Carter in the end of the first round of their dynasty leagues last year and uh, yeah, it's pretty much that's that's going to be looked at as uh, as a bust pick now so right and I it, just the fact that they, they spent an early second on Brees Hall Um if I'm not mistaken I think they traded up to get him And that's definitely a lot more significant draft capital than Michael Carter, who was selected in the fourth round last year. Mm -hmm. And if anyone knows about running backs being replaced due to low draft capital, it's me because of the whole James Robinson situation. So, uh, (laughs) you know, you can do everything, everything you're asked for and exceed those expectations by a mile. But if you have that seventh round or undrafted uh label next to your name sometimes that's all they really care about you know right yeah so it just it sucks because that's the situation he's in now and uh you know if you were looking for carter to be a uh significant building block on your dynasty team then i think you got set back a little bit yeah so um yeah that's my loser
1: uh what else we got are we doing like biggest winner player wise biggest loser player wise um
0: i'm all i'm done i'm done with everything okay. i had to say so anything you I have, have a few, outstanding you can uh you can say okay
1: a few more that i'll be quick on um i'll stick with loser and we talked about at the top of the episode I'll just mention it briefly, and I think this is kind of an obvious one, and I feel bad for calling him a loser, but Malik Willis. Um he oh, poor guy.
0: He had a rough weekend, Jeff. I know, and
1: he seems like such a nice guy too. It's unfortunate. And I a player that I still like, but um he projected uh top ten pick, maybe like six of the Panthers fell to pick eighty four or something like that. Eighty six, I think. Uh 86, cont- I think. His contract goes from potentially being a $30 million contract if he were a top pick to a $5 million contract. (laughs) So that's very unfortunate. I think he had to have – sorry, Malik, had to have been called a loser of the draft. Jeez, I feel bad. Um, And then other winners that I had. um, Team, I like what the Chiefs did. I have been critical of the Chiefs uh, of this offseason just because they traded away Tyreek Hill. Um, they used their two first round picks, they traded up to the Patriots spot and drafted Trey McDuffie. Um, I think that's a, they definitely need someone in that secondary. Pretty bad defense and they're losing Tyron Matthew, who just signed with the Saints, I believe, today. Um, McDuffie a player I like, so. he's the first quarter, no, not first quarter, second cornerback taken after, or no, third. Stingley, Sauce, yeah. Um, Great player, I think it's a great fit there. Also, they get Carl Oftus, which I think is a great pick there. They need, I mean, just all around the defense needs help, so adding uh, help with the front seven and also secondary, I think, They did well with those two picks and then early in the second round. Did they trade up there to get Sky Moore? Was it early in the second round? Second round, regardless, they get Sky Moore.
0: It wasn't early, I think it was like the 25th. Okay, oh no, sorry, 20th pick. The
1: the Packers traded up early to get Christian Watson, but um, Sky Moore they get later in the second round, I guess, with their pick, or I don't know, but um. I think he could have potential to. I mean, it's tough to call Tyreek Hill replacement. I mean, Tyreek Hill came from a small school and kind of like Skyward from Western Michigan. I guess you, didn't Tyreek Hill start at a uh, bigger school than like had some Oklahoma. issues? Had, yeah, and then he had to. That's why he ended up wherever he was. I forget even the school it was. Um. I, but I mean, he's he's. Similar size to Tyreek Hill. He's got great speed, not cheetah speed, but he's got speed. So there's some similarities there, I think, uh, could work out. Um, so yeah, I just like with the Chiefs of those three picks. So, a, so I had a winner of the draft. Um, lastly, I guess individual picks. Uh, last winner I had was Traylon Burks, which they he comes into an opportunity where he could. Uh, be a number one receiver. I mean, they have Robert Woods, but he's kind of up there in age and coming off an ACL injury. So, um, And they have a ton of vacated targets with A.J. Brown gone. And I mean, I, I'm sure everyone saw it if you were watching the draft that he, player comp, were J. Brown, was A.J. Brown. Um, I'm sure Titans fans love seeing that. Um, they just trade away A.J. Brown to just get another A.J. Brown. Uh, what they're hoping could be AJ Brown, so um, kind of head scratching move for the, the Titans, but for the pick himself, I mean, Burks comes into a situation where he's, as I said, gonna get a ton of volume. Um, stats should be good and play his way to earn some money in the f- a second contract in the future. I mean, the opportunity there for him with a quarterback who shown he can support it because AJ Brown's been supported the past couple of years. And possibly a quarterback of the future, Malik Willis pans out. So I think Traylon Burks is uh, clearly one of the bigger winners of the draft, or first round at least. Um, obviously, Kenny's also one of my big winners. we talked about him a ton.
0: Yeah, that, that really is a slap in the face for Titans fans. Like, yeah. Yeah, player <laughs> comp for the skies, A.J. Brown, that's so funny. Right. Uh, and also, I guess the last thing that we can end up on here is – I, I caught you know you you said that you've been critical of the Chiefs this offseason for trading Tyreek Hill. Um what could they've done in your opinion? I think this trade was it was out of just the necessity, not because they wanted to do it. They they've been adamant that it was just about the money and that makes sense like when you're paying Patrick Mahomes like unless Tyreek Hill takes a major pay cut, you can you literally cannot keep him. So what would you have suggested they do like try to trade Kelsey instead or like because I feel like you got yep. you got to get rid of one of those guys
1: I think I I mean Kelsey's on my fantasy team and I appreciate all the stats he puts up but I think I think Tyreek's definitely more important they should prioritize him as I said this offense is built on speed and being fast-paced and I mean Kelsey is very very good in his own right at a lot of things probably the best tight end of all time, you could say, uh, but one, he's older and two, he just, he's not speed. He's not what Tyree kill is. And I think that's what makes that offense run. So yeah, that's what I would have tried to deal Kelsey first as much as tough as that is, or I don't know. I, I feel like capologist just could somehow make it work with, uh, with paying with Tyree kill, but I yeah, it is a tough spot, but I I still stand that they they should have done whatever they could to keep Terry Kill.
0: Yeah, maybe they should have um been the ones trying to trade for AJ Brown. Sure. Yeah. But there are still names out there. Debo Samuel is still available, DK Metcalf is still available.
1: Well, I don't even know if they could have I guess if money was the issue, like AJ Brown got traded and then paid right away, 25 million a year. So I I don't know if that could have been possible.
0: You're exactly right. That makes a lot of sense. So
1: um
0: Yeah, that just yeah, you're right. Uh makes more sense to try to get younger and cheaper through the draft. So Mm -hmm. all right. I think that takes us to the end of the episode here. Uh, it was a great weekend of nfl yeah. draft talk tomorrow we find out what the international games are for the nfl
1: oh right schedule release is may 12th right yes. that's next
0: week yes. yes may 12th um which is thursday n- next thursday yeah um and like i said tomorrow we find out a few of the games so if your team is playing overseas or south of the border or either yeah, either London, Munich or Mexico city. I think the games are this year. So we'll find out a few of those and should be fun. And um, you know, the NFL is, there's no, there's no true off season in the NFL. It's always it really moving. isn't there. It's just a, it's a 24, seven, 12 months out of the year action packed league. And that's why we love it. So. Yep. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. Uh, be sure to follow us on Instagram at hogline podcast and on TikTok at hogline podcast. Thank you to Mr. T's for sponsoring today's episode. Be sure to get all your formal attire from Mr. T's tuxedos. And I think that's pretty much it. Go Kenny. Yep. See ya.